Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Hello. Okay, let's try this again. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. We are having a lot of technical problems today, and I hope you can hear this, and I hope my guest Adele will call back in. If not, we'll reschedule it one more time. But at any rate, I am your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2.5% of the most popular podcasts globally, and it is all because of my incredible guests. And I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game and who are absolutely willing to help you get where you want to be in life and in business. These are not people who hold back. Their goal is to share with you the essence of peak performance, and they do. So do you ever wonder how your brain is making decisions on your behalf? My guest today is is Adele Spagan, and she is an award-winning author and thought leader and an international speaker and trainer, and she joins us to discuss patterns brain patterns, money patterns, reducing conflict in your life, and so much more. So are you trapped in patterns of procrastination? I have been. I could take gold in it if it were an Olympic event, avoiding or quitting. Your brain patterns hold the goal, the key to goal achievement, and she is going to help us how to discover the power of your brain and transform your book. So, Adele, did you make it Hi. Denise, am I here? You're here. We have, just so our our guests know, this is our second attempt, and it didn't look like it was going to work at all. And I was telling Adele in the, in the virtual green room, if you would, that this has never happened. And it's happened twice to her. So I am so sorry, Adele. Thank you for being oh, so patient. No so, I like to say in life there are problems. It's just how we deal with them that matters. So <laughs> not a well, problem. I, I had minor hysterics, but fortunately I was muted and nobody could hear me. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. But your book, I have your book in front of me, and we'll talk about that. But before we get started, tell people about, and did I pronounce your last name right? Was it Spragan? Or you did. Uh, I did. Spragan, rhymes with dragon. That's what I thought. Listen, tell us a bit about yourself and what you're here to chat with us about today. Sure. So I am best described as a behavior change expert. I help people to change their patterns of behavior, uh, change their beliefs, change their actions that are not working for them. And I work with a number of different people. I work with anxiety patterns. I work with people who have money issues. I work with relationships and conflicts in relationships. Um, My background is 
interesting. Uh, for 30 years, I've actually been in the coaching industry. I was one of the lead coaching coaches in one of the top development companies, global companies. But the problem was, Denise, is I wasn't very successful myself at the time. So about 15 years ago, I started to realize that even though I was teaching how to be successful, I myself kept quitting. And I was quitting business after business after business. I had terribly high anxiety that I couldn't shake no matter what I tried to do. And finally, I decided after everything that I had attempted to do, which was therapy and meditation and all the usual things that people try, I decided, okay, it can't be me any longer. It must be something wrong with the way that I'm thinking about my brain and thinking about how my brain is making decisions. So I went to university. I started studying the human brain. And sure enough, I determined that most of us are using what I call the wrong operating instructions. We are trying to use our brain in a way that it's not actually designed to be used. And once I changed that, everything shifted. So 10 years ago, I started to, I created new operating instructions. I started to teach them. And today, 87% of the people that I coach get results. So they set a goal and they achieve it. And that's remarkable when you consider that the average goal-setting achievement rate is around 25%. So once we understand how the brain works and how to work it, it's, we can be much more successful than we believe we can be. I love how you say operating instructions. I'm a techie nerd. I'm known as a nerd in stilettos. And I'm a logical <laughs> thinker. I'm a linear thinker, but I'm also a mess sometimes. <laughs> and listen, I, you know, like everybody else, I, you know, I have imposter syndrome. Doesn't matter that I have been doing this podcast for 13 years. I still go, oh geez, what am I doing? You know, we all do it. So give us some some kind of ideas of, of what do you mean by changing how you operate in your brain? Because that fascinates me. Yeah, so most of the time we are taught that thinking leads to action. So basically the series of events that we are told is how the brain works, is we think, feel, and then act. But that's actually not true. What actually happens in the brain is we feel first, we take action second, and then we think last. So our mind is actually along for the ride. So let me just back up a minute and explain how your brain works. Our brain creates patterns. So unlike other animals who are born into this world instinctively knowing what to do, the human brain does not. We have to learn everything. But how do we learn? That's an important consideration. Well, what happens is every situation that we face throughout our childhood, throughout our adolescence, we take that action that that we have just taken within that situation and we store it away in for future use in in the form of a brain pattern. And then when we encounter a similar situation next time, we know exactly what to do. The brain says, okay, I've got a pattern that knows the action that needs to be taken. And we just keep taking that action. You want to know why you're making the same mistakes over and over again, guys? That's why. Even though you say to yourself, I'm never going to eat that cookie again. I I swear I'm on a diet, right? And then what do we do? We find ourselves with our hand in the cookie jar. It's because that pattern is making that decision on your behalf. So what? So basically, 
we have repatterned ourselves or patterned ourselves into some really bad habits. And that's true and that's for conflicts in relationships. relationships. That's true for um, things that we do in business and career. I mean, honestly, the brain is designed to just keep taking the same action over and over. And we do it. We do it very, very, very well. And that's not a flaw in our makeup. It's just how do we then change that action? Well, we can't change it by using willpower and control. That is just does not work. And most people who come to me, they come having tried to use willpower and control or positive thinking or better goal setting and all of that stuff, and they go, there's something wrong with me. And I say, nope, your brain's working perfectly. It is designed and doing exactly what it's designed to do. Our job is to change the underlying pattern. Let's stop working on the action or the behavior or the belief. So, Adele, you have to be aware that you have to do this and you can do it. And if you're not aware of it, you're going to keep, you know, going to people who give you great affirmations or reading books or, you know, setting goals and setting priorities and have, in my case, I have index cards all over the place. They work for me, actually. It took me a while to figure out that index cards work because you can put so much information on them. And then I get to cross it off, cross it off, cross it off, and then shred them. I have a big party. It's like, but it took me a long time to figure out that that actually worked for me and that I could do something that was very different from what I had already done. Had always right. And there, you know, there's a lot of, whew, that worked that went along with that. But I didn't realize that I was actively repatterning. So it's good to know. Yeah, so, um, you know, many people find ways to work around their patterns so that they can achieve some success, right? So I'm not saying that we always need to repattern our brain in order to achieve success. You have a pattern in your brain, Denise, that works very well with lists and with ticking things off. And so you're using that pattern to achieve your goals. Hopefully that makes sense, right? So you have a yeah. in your brain that goes, yeah, I can do index cards. I can put lists on there. And then when I tick it off, I feel motivated to go to the next item on the list. But somebody who doesn't have that pattern, let's say that you go to that person and you say, hey, Jane, I found this great method that should work for you. Make an index card. Put a list down. And she's trying to use that same technique, and she's going, oh, my gosh, like, I, I can't move forward. I am really stuck here. There must be something wrong with me, right? So what I teach is, no, there's nothing wrong with Jane. It's just that Denise's brain has a pattern for lists. Jane's pattern doesn't. And we need to figure out what works for her, or even better, let's remove the pattern that doesn't have a pattern for list-taking and then let her brain create one. Now she can use all of those great tools that coaches and teachers provide us with, but use them effectively instead of beating ourselves up when we can't use them. So right, and, and it makes sense. I mean, I have I was a list maker when I could not, I couldn't write. I could read, but I couldn't write yet. I was three years old when I started reading. Not well, but I was doing it. Nobody called me, told me I couldn't, so I did it. But I've always been a list maker. And after a while, probably about 10 years ago, I realized that what used to kind of sort of work for me was no longer working. Maybe it was just 
I, I don't know what happened, but I wasn't getting through my list. I was getting miffed a lot at myself. Anxiety would sit in. It's like, geez, if I didn't do it today, when am I going to do it tomorrow? But to give you an example, I took my – and for some reason I found – Index cards do work, and shredding them is very cathartic for me. I know it sounds silly to have a shredder just to, you know, get rid of those cards, but it's like, that's done. It gives me a little bit of, I don't know, my brain goes, woohoo, and off we go. But I had put, I had um, chalkboard paper in my little hallway. I don't have, I have an open concept house, so I don't really have any walls, and I don't have any room in my office. So I put some, you know, this paper, sticky paper, up on my little foyer wall, and then I put my index cards on those. And I had guests over here recently for a birthday party, and one of my guests, I saw him standing there in my little mm-hmm. foyer reading my cards, and he looked puzzled. And I said, you know, what are you thinking? He said, I don't understand what you're doing here. Well, he wouldn't. He's not a list maker. So I didn't really mm-hmm. explain it. I just said, that's how I keep track of what I'm doing and, you know, just kind of let it go up there. But I've seen people who just go, can't do it that way. I watched it. Okay. I watched it last weekend. And it was interesting because while it made perfect sense for me, I, it was borne in upon me that it's not going to make perfect sense for anybody else or everybody else. So you have to find your own way is what you're saying. Um, actually, I'm saying something a little deeper than that. So let's go to um, what the root cause of every problem on this planet is. Okay. Okay. Our Money. brain. Our brain. Inside <laughs> it. Part of it. Sorry, I seem to have a bit of feedback. Is it okay on your end? Yes. Keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Our brain is locked inside a dark, silent skull. Okay. There's no sight in here. There's no sound in here. There's no touch. There's no feel. There is nothing in here but electrical impulses which fly down neural pathways. So how does our brain know anything? Well, information comes in through our senses, and our brain has to interpret that information based on what it already knows. So right now I'm sitting in front of my window, and I am looking at a tree. Am I actually seeing this tree? No. What I'm actually seeing is a pattern in my brain that informs me that that is a tree. Nobody got this. So this is really important to know because we go through life, and Denise is looking at her tick list, and she's going, wow, that's really supporting me. But somebody else, that guy standing in front of that tick list, that she, looking at it going, I don't understand. Like, this is just bizarre to me. And that's because he doesn't have a pattern in his brain for that tick list. His brain is interpreting differently. So what I am suggesting that we do is stop asking, am I right, or do I have the right approach for myself? And instead, ask a different question. Does what I'm trying to do work for me? Let me give you an a, a, a example out of my life. I wanted my own business. Fifteen years ago, I started three businesses, one after another. And each time I followed all the instructions that I had been given, okay? I got a coach, and I followed exactly what that coach told me to do. And every time I got to a certain point, in this business, down this path, I would turn tail and I would run. And by the time I did it for the third time, I went, this is a pattern. I'm repeating something over and over and over again. So I had to actually ask myself, okay, what's going on, Adele? And what I realized was every time that I had finished 
creating the initial business and was supposed to get out there and start selling, my pattern in my brain went, I'm going to be rejected. They are going to hate it. And that turned me around and to quit. Okay. If I'm going to deal with that as a pattern, I've got to stop thinking that I know that they are going to reject me. And instead, I have to start asking myself, how does it feel when I think I am going to be rejected? Now, a pattern is a three-part intertwining. So I'm going to show everybody how to identify a pattern. You need to ask yourself, what am I feeling? What emotion am I feeling? Where do I feel that in the body? And what is the thought that goes through my mind? So in my case, the pattern I identified was I felt my stomach twisting, my emotion was fear, panic, and my thought was they are going to reject me. They are going to hate this. That's what was causing me to take the action to quit, not the business, not the situation. As soon as I knew that, then I knew I had to remove that pattern and stop trying to fix the situation out there. I did that three times and it didn't work. So now what happens? Well, I, once I removed that pattern from my brain, my brain did what my brain does brilliantly and what your brain does brilliantly. It created a brand new pattern. And that pattern never thought about quitting. I literally stepped out of one identity in which quitting was my go-to into another identity, which the thought of quitting just never entered my mind. And that's the brilliance of the human brain. We don't have to fix our problems. We need to remove them. Adele, somebody just asked me, and she's listening very intently, she said, that's brilliant, but how do you stop those thoughts? Are there any steps that you should take? Should some awareness that you need to have? What do you do is the question. Yeah, brilliant question. So uh, I teach a four-step repatterning technique, and I'm going to go through each of these steps. Now, I'm going to go through them briefly. If you want them in detail, I suggest you get my book. I gift my book to anybody who wants it. Just there's a, I'll give you a website that you can go to and get a copy, okay? Okay. I have the book thank you for sending. In fact, it's sitting here right now. Okay, brilliant. Now, the instructions are all in that book, and I also have training online if you're not a reader. So don't worry. We'll get this technique into you, okay? But I'm going to go through now what you need to do. Let, let me just suggest that you think of your brain as an iceberg. I just want everybody to picture an iceberg in their mind. There's parts above the water and there's parts below the water. Above the water, I'd like you to write the words actions, behaviors, beliefs. Everything that you do, every behavior that you adopt, and every belief that you have in your mind, whether it is conscious, subconscious, I don't care. We're going to put it above the water. Under the water is where your brain patterns lie. A brain pattern gives rise to an action, a behavior, a belief. Okay? So we got that. Top of the water, actions, behaviors, beliefs. Below the water, patterns. Patterns give rise to everything that you do, every behavior you adopt, and every belief you hold. Your first job is to ask yourself when you see that you're doing something that does not work for you, you want to get to your goal, and you're not taking those actions, or you're procrastinating, or you're avoiding, or you're even like I'm doing quitting. You want to stop asking yourself why. Instead, ask what. We're going to identify the pattern. You go under the water. A pattern is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, 
and thought. Step one of the four-step technique is to identify that pattern. What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? What one thought is going through my mind? Be careful with the mind. It tends to run as damn rabbit holes. One thought only. Okay? That's step one. Step two, we need to flip that switch. Remember I said that we think, I think, I'm sitting here in front of this window, and to me, I feel like I'm looking at that tree. Okay, great. But if I can remember, oh, yeah, the reason that I'm interpreting that as tree is because I have a pattern in my brain for tree. I need to flip the switch from it being out there to it being in me. And how you do that is very simple. I created that. I created that pattern. You don't need to know the solution. You just need to own it as a pattern. That is step two. Step three, we're going to deconstruct that pattern. We're going to put it back into just a physical sensation, just an emotion, just a thought. That sounds more complicated than it is. As I said in my book, you'll have all of these instructions. It involves just a a form of observing the pattern without getting all caught up in it. So that's step three. And only then can we create a brand new pattern in step four, which takes us to our goal. Okay? So that's the simple four steps. Simple is not necessarily easy. Our brain likes to complicate things a lot. But honestly, your brain is designed to be rewired. One of the latest findings in neuroscience is just how much plasticity, that's just a fancy word for rewiring, our human brain has. It's constantly trying to upgrade. If we give it the opportunity to do that, it does it very effectively and very well. And see, that makes perfect sense to me. And, you know, I understand what you say about concentrate on one thing at a time. It's hard to do. I've got a monkey brain, no question about it. I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. And I will catch myself in a thought. I'm right in the middle of a thought, and all of a sudden something else bangs on the door and says, hey, Denise, you oh, geez, go away. And I almost have to start over. But when I'm aware that that's what's happening, that I'm really inviting or allowing random silly thoughts in, or maybe it's really an important thought, I have to stop and go back and focus on the one thought that I was really working on. That takes some energy, and it takes some, you know, stick to itness, or I don't even know how to say that, but you've got to be very deliberate about how you're going to think. It's difficult. It's not easy. Yeah, um, you know, it's not easy because we are really conditioned to think that, like I was saying initially, that thought comes first. And we are conditioned to look at ourselves that way. And so we've allowed our mind to just run randomly, basically. That's what we've done. Um, Now, I have a way in the book to really curtail the mind's wanderings, which is what you're talking about there. Denise is is another pattern, that mind wandering. So I have a way to just stop it and go, okay. And and it involves the language. Um, I can explain it if we have time. Yeah, 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 you have to see my hands. I'm doing the gimme, gimme, gimme. You know, when you got both hands, gimme, gimme. (laughs) So please take the time and and share because I need that. Okay, so there there are four what I call mind traps. When we try and go against the pattern. So remember I said initially, guys, the patterns are designed to take the same action over and over again. Why is that? Well, because to the mind, to the brain, that pattern is safe. As long as it can take the same action that you took yesterday, 
then you should be able to survive as far as the brain is concerned. If that action worked once, it should work again, okay? And it doesn't matter. The brain doesn't really care whether that action is effective or not. That's not its design. Its design is to take the same action over and over again. Workable, unworkable, it doesn't matter, okay? So um, in that, the mind will try and trap you, therefore, in those old actions. And when you try and go against them, which you need to do if you're going to set a brand new goal, and Denise, pop in, make sure that makes sense. You set a goal, right? You need new actions, but you have to do something different. Yes? Yes, always. Okay, good. I'm okay. going to do something like that. It's because what I'm doing is not working. Exactly. The very fact that you have a goal tells you that you're not where you want to be. It tells you that you need new actions. All right, great. So here you are. You've set this brand new goal. You're trying to take the steps to get to that goal, but everything in your pattern box is trying to get you to stay in your old self, okay? So what happens is the brain has what I call mind traps. And that just simply means it traps us in those old behaviors. How does it do this? Well, wake up, guys. You're about to get really surprised here. The four traps are we analyze the situation. We justify the situation. We catastrophize or we rebel. So what we have been taught to do when you set a goal and you're not taking the steps to get to that goal, that question that you're taught to ask yourself, why? That is actually a trap keeping you in old action. <laughs> Analysis paralysis, anybody? It keeps oh, yeah. us taking, when, when we think about it, when we really explore it, you will see that all analysis brings you back into the old action that you took before. Okay? That question, because, that justification trap, if you're asking yourself because, then you're trapped in an old action. I need to do that because. I can't do it any differently because. There's something wrong with me because. All of that justifying of the old action, that keeps us trapped. None of this is true, okay? This is just your brain trying to keep you safe. We need to use language to stop that. We need to tell the brain what it's doing. And it's a matter of just retraining the brain. So how we do it is when we get trapped in that analysis, and we just need to say, okay, brain, you're analyzing. Let it know what it's doing, and then it will allow you to come back to identifying, owning, deconstructing, and creating a new pattern. But until we tell it what it's doing and actually point it out, it, it just keeps running us down those rabbit holes. Adele, I have to ask something very quickly. Um, I, I, I do have a monkey brain, no question about it. So I find if I'm just speaking to myself internally, oh, my God, there's a whole thread of conversations going on in there. None of it mm-hmm. makes sense. So I have developed the habit of speaking to myself out loud. I may write it down at the same time. I may be in the kitchen looking at the cupboard thinking, I really need to wipe that down. Who knows what I'm thinking? But I'm speaking out loud to myself I figure the universe hears it I can hear it and it makes more sense and you can only say one thing at a time at least that's you know my thought process <laughs> that's true yes <laughs> we can only say one thing at a time I like that right yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So is there a question, Denise? Are you... No, well, I guess it was. I mean, do you find that if people are saying, okay, I'm repatterning, I'm going to, I'm not going to have this issue with imposter syndrome anymore. We all have it at some level. So if that is what you're concentrating on, should you speak it out loud and make sure that you hear yourself or just, you know, continue um, and to stay in your, your dark box of a brain and try to, you know, pull the thread that is turning into a big ball of yarn. Well, why don't we just um, identify that pattern, imposter syndrome? Because as you said, most most people have it on some level, right? So, you know, here, guys, if you're listening and you feel like you're an imposter sometimes, just instead of denying that, that is the pattern's truth. That doesn't mean that it's you, Okay. I'd like you to try and get a little bit of distance between you and your pattern. So you have a pattern in your brain that informs you that you're an imposter. Great. We're going to identify what that pattern is. So, Denise, if you don't mind playing, this might really help the audience. Um, So, Denise, when you think I'm an imposter, can you tell me how that feels? What's the emotion? Listen, I go through this quite a bit, you know, and, and we can use me as an example. I've been podcasting for 13, almost 14 years. I'm something of a podcast expert. I'm a subject matter expert. But when it comes time for me to write my book or put together my courses or teach people what I do and how I do it, I run for the hills. Yeah. And then yeah. I won't no, smack myself. No. I really get upset. Like you said, my stomach gets hurt. I find I've got a bit of a headache. I'm shaking my head and calling myself an idiot. It's ugly, and I hate it. Yeah. So first of all, guys, everybody take a deep, self-forgiving breath. There is no logic in patterns. I mean, as Denise is so beautifully illustrating, 13 years in the business, 13 years being a subject matter expert, and it's never enough for a pattern, okay? There is no logic in our patterns. It's just a matter of asking, here, let me do it this way. There are two patterns in your brain, patterns that work and patterns that don't work. That's it. Not good, bad, not positive, negative, just scratch all of that off. There are patterns that work, patterns that don't work. Denise, you have a pattern in your brain that does not work. And the belief inside that pattern is, I'm an imposter. You've already described it. You feel a headache. You feel your stomach clenching up. Your emotion is shame. Your emotion is anger. Your emotion is frustration. Your thought is, there's something wrong with me. Brilliant. That is a pattern. That is not you. And I'm going to stress that again because it's so important to know. That is not you. That is a pattern in your brain forms you that it is you. It is not. Okay? Our job is to identify that and remove it. Now, let's say that we could do that. Let's say that I could give you a four-step formula and you could just remove that pattern from your brain. Can you see how this idea of you being an imposter would just disappear? It would just be gone? Yes. And and the truth is, okay. logically, I know that I know what I know, and I'm very, exactly. very good at it, and I'm proud of the work I've done. But when it comes time to sit down and educate or teach other people, I just go, oh, geez, really, Denise? And then I go make a yeah. gumbo. It's very sad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So 
you know, you're beautifully illustrating it. The pattern, despite everything that you actually know, like really know on the court, it won't allow you to acknowledge that. It still keeps putting you back into, oh, no, you're, you really are an imposter. That's how patterns work. Okay, and that's why all of the control methods that we use, all of the um, positive thinking methods that we're taught, all of the affirmation tools that we try and use are really just putting Band-Aids on open wounds. If we just remove the pattern, you just no longer have the problem. And that is the design of the human brain. When you say remove the pattern, and I'm looking at the the, um, graphic in the book, is this something that you can do immediately or within days? Does it take practice? I'm sure it takes practice. But I'm, I guess my question is, how long? It takes six weeks to learn the technique. It's a similar uh-huh. that's done in the privacy of our own head. But it Perfect. does take six weeks to learn it. Once you know it, though, it's like having the tool in your pocket. Whenever you're bumping up against something that doesn't work for you, something you're doing, something you're believing that's just stopping you. You have the tool then to say, okay, this is the pattern. I am going to remove this pattern. Okay? Now, sometimes it does take a number of applications of the four steps in order for the pattern to be gone, depending on how much we are identified with it. But in some cases, you just apply the four steps and it's gone in two minutes. It's like, oh, yeah, and it's just immediately removed from your brain. Okay, thank you. So, yes, and I'm going to be doing it at the end of the day today. I'm actually reading your book. I was reading it over the weekend, and I wanted to talk with you before I started, you know, any of these processes because I have questions. You know, we always have questions. But why six weeks? How did you determine that? Uh, Six weeks, because each step, when you're learning it, I highly recommend you do one step a week so that your brain has a chance to really understand and experience. We live in a left-brain world, a left-brain dominant world. And I can't get into the difference between the hemispheres. We just don't have time, Denise. If you want to have me back in the future, we can explore that as well, okay? Um, But we've really over-educated the left side of our brain. And so the left side of our brain is all about theory. The left side of our brain is all about knowledge and understanding, but it's not about experience. For experience, we need the right side of our brain, okay? So anybody can give you a tool, but notice how difficult it is to apply the theory, even though you know the theory, right? You can repeat the theory, but when it comes to actually applying the theory, that takes a little bit of time. So that, all this is to say that even though it's a four-step technique, do one step at a time. Do one step fully for a week. Learn it fully. Experience it fully. Actually get a result from that one step. Then move on to step two. Then move on to step three. Then move on to step four. Okay? So that's why I say it takes six weeks. After six weeks, though, If you're not seeing results, and I tell every single one of my clients this, if you're not seeing results in six weeks, there's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with your application of the tool. As long as you're applying this tool correct, you will see results, guaranteed. I I am one of the few behavior change experts who will actually guarantee my work because I know that if you apply the technique correctly, you will get the results. 
Interesting. Um, same same person, another question. She says, okay, I'm listening very intently. I'm writing these down. But you're saying six weeks for four steps. What am I missing? Oh, great question. So one of the, one of the sub, sub steps, I'm going to call it, is identifying the traps. That brings us to five weeks. And then the, the sixth week is understanding how your brain works in terms of those hemispheres, the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere. So okay. even though it's four steps, there's like four and a half steps with the traps that takes a week. And then the, the, the brain having to understand itself, which takes another week. Interesting. I've read, and we were talking about, you were talking about those pathways, those neural pathways. And I think we've probably all read or heard stories where somebody lost half of their brain through a horrible accident, but they were able to reconnect those pathways with time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the brain the is a miraculous right. thing. Yeah, it really is. Until you do something stupid, which we all do. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant in its design. You know, there is a, this is why I really like to educate people on just how the brain is working because we are so used to misunderstanding the brain that we have come to swim in this world of blame and shame in which you are taught that there's something wrong with you. And I always like to reassure everybody there is nothing wrong with you. If somebody asks you, why did you do that? Here is your answer. Because my pattern made me. That's it. Okay? There is no other thing that you need to understand. Why did you make that mistake? Why did you do X, Y, Z? Why did you, when I told you to do A, B, C, and you went off and you did this, why did you do that? Because my pattern made me. And then you have a four-step technique where you can go and actually address the pattern and upgrade it. And you won't make that mistake anymore. Okay? okay. So I used to have panic attacks for 10 years. Every day for 10 years, I would have night terrors. I rebounded it in six weeks, never had a panic attack again. I don't care what you're up against. I, I can't even imagine that. I don't think I've ever had a panic attack, but I have some anger flares, and almost always the anger is directed at myself. I'd like to get rid of that. Yeah, that too is a pattern. And absolutely you can repent in that. I mean, I work with people who are in conflict in their relationships. They're on the verge of divorce. They go from being on the verge of divorce saying, I can't stand this person to being like newlyweds again within six weeks. We can repent in anything, anything. Why? I have to ask this, and you may or may not have an answer, but why isn't this common knowledge? I mean, the brain because has been studied forever. I mean, it, it hasn't, it hasn't. So in the last 20, 25 years, um, there's been an explosive amount of research in the field of neuroscience. And the reason is is because today we have modern brain scanners, which can peek inside the brain in a non-invasive way. So before, a lot of the understanding of what was going on in your brain was given by looking at the brain from the outside, looking at somebody's behavior, somebody's actions, somebody's beliefs, trying to identify when somebody had brain damage or what they were doing, okay? But they couldn't really see the inner workings of the brain that well. But today they can, and that's why there's been all this research now towards neuroscience. But frankly, to be honest with you, Denise, 
If it wasn't for me having done 25 years of intense meditation and being able to subject, look at how my brain was working, I probably wouldn't have been able to figure out these four steps either, okay? So I think the advantage that I had was that I could look at the brain both from an objective point of view, from what science was saying, and subjectively observe myself running these patterns. And that's how I came to understand, oh, yeah, this is how we need to do it. Okay? Okay. So, Adele, so my, what, hope, my, hope, my hope, honestly, for me, is that soon this will be modern. modern. This will be this just, will be just completely, completely known by everybody. Well, because we're in farming concert. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense to me. Listen, I'm one of those people, I almost never tell myself, oh, I've got a headache. Because guess what? I just gave myself a headache. I know that my brain listens to me. I know it does. That's why I speak out loud to it. But, you know, you're talking about beliefs, and there's so many people. I had a grandparent who was depressed all of her life. Truly, she was in misery to be around, and I knew that when I was a very young child and pretty much did everything I could for the rest of her life to avoid her. It was horrible to be around her. But what she taught me was to not put those words out there. Oh, I've got a headache. Oh, my ear hurts. I just didn't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. So that was a brain pattern that I in, I definitely created that I was not going to be like her. But apparently I knew this when I didn't know it. It's my point. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the brain is always, um, uh, not always. Let me, let me scratch that. When we encounter a brand new situation, one in which we don't yet have a pattern, the brain will create new patterns. If spontaneously sometimes we have entered into a situation and the brain has rewired itself on the spot, okay? So it's not that we ever lose the ability to create patterns. It's just that we don't have a systematic way to create new patterns, and that's what we need. We need the tool in our pocket. Your brain is always trying to upgrade, but as I was saying earlier, it's relying on those past-created patterns as much as it possibly can because as far as the brain is concerned, that is your survival. So all we need to do is, is help it along a little bit by teaching it a tool, and then it does it readily, okay? But, you know, we used to think, neuroscience used to think that um, – the adult brain didn't change, right? You, a, a tiger can't change its, its stripes. That's not true. The adult brain is very capable of rewiring. It just, um, it just doesn't need to as much as when we're a kid because it's, it believes it's encountered every situation it will ever encounter. And so why should it rewire? <laughs> okay. So we just need to help it along. Gotcha. All right. Let's move in. And thank you for that. So there's a couple of other things that I I discovered in your book, Money Patterns. What are they and how can you transform yours for increased wealth and prosperity? And you know that's everybody's question. Nobody wants to be broke for the rest of their lives or worried at night because, oh, geez, can I pay the mortgage this month? Nobody wants that. Yeah. Money by itself is a tool. It's like any other tool. It's like language, right? So we use language all the time, and we don't think about the effects of it. Money is the same way. It should be used as a tool. It's used to get us something. It's not used to stick in a bank and just sit on it, right? Um, 
But everybody has beliefs about money which impact them. So if you don't have enough money in your bank account, it is because you have a pattern in the way of getting money. And that can be tricky to identify. If you're an entrepreneur, it might be like mine was, fear of rejection, fear of people pleasing, okay? Um, A fear of asking for the sale. It can be sales anxiety. If you're in business, it can be that you just don't feel that you're bringing anything of value into the space, which is never true. You just have a pattern in your way that says, I can't bring anything of value into the space. Um, Some people have learning patterns where they just keep learning more and more and more and more stuff, but that imposter syndrome uh, prevents them from applying that and actually stepping out to be the expert on the stage. So, you know, if you have money patterns and you're having trouble identifying exactly what is stopping you and what's preventing you from getting a healthy bank account, then I suggest that you book a call with me and we'll identify together what those patterns are, what's in your way. But don't think of money as being something logical. It, too, is a pattern. And if you don't have money, it's because you have a pattern that's stopping you from getting money. That's the sole reason. And see, I've always identified money as an energy, you know, something that comes from the energy that you put out. Not true? Um, well, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strongly disagree with that. See, what, what patterns cause us to do is work very hard on the wrong thing. If money is an energy, then we're trying to attract it. Rather than asking ourselves, what is preventing me from getting money? Am I asking for the sale? Am I asking for the raise? Am I believing that I can do that job? Am I, am I feeling like an imposter? Am I being the forever student and not standing in my expertise? There is always something that is blocking us if we don't have money. But to say money is energy oftentimes has us working on the wrong thing. Okay, I like the, instead of the why, the what, that being a logical person, that makes a lot more sense to me. But, you know, you always hear, oh, you know, if you're, you're grossly obese, you need to find out why. Was it in your childhood? No, you need to stop eating. You need to exercise. I just don't buy into that. You need to find out why. It probably would be nice to know, but I don't know that it really helps you. But I like the what, the what questions. Those make sense to me. Yeah, I I used to have um, really poor money patterns. And, you know, my coaches would always say to me, well, what happened in your childhood? What was it about money in your childhood? And frankly, I don't remember my childhood much. And so now I'd have two problems. I'd have my problem with money in this case, and I would have the problem of not being able to remember the originating source of that money problem, okay? And this is how we go in our left brain world. We just keep piling problem on top of problem on top of problem. If, if somebody is overweight, it may be because they're eating. It may be because they're thyroid. It could be any sorts of issues that are showing up. The question you need to do is, as Denise is saying, just identify what. What do I feel about this? Where is this in my body? What is my one thought, right? If it's an emotional eating issue. Okay, great. When, I emotion, when I'm driven to emotionally eat, what is going on internally? What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? What am I thinking? You will, dealing with it in that way, you will 
slowly, systematically take those really important steps to taking care of yourself. Because just dieting, you might lose the weight, but all of those patterns are still there anyway underneath. So let's deal with the real problem, which is the patterns in the brain, and stop putting Band-Aids on, on symptoms. All right. I would say stop hem- you know, bandaging a hemorrhage. It's not going to work. So basically when you're trying to define your what, you know, what is happening, what, why am I eating, did I get mad, did I get upset, am I bored, I'm thinking you should write these things down and, and figure out what those patterns are before you tackle them. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things that uh, in my training, I have workbooks where we start with writing down the different patterns. Um, it is a very good way to learn the tool, but eventually you don't, you just want to do it in your head. Eventually you want to move to not needing pen and paper um, because then it makes it tricky when you're on the road, for example, driving in a car and you're aware of a pattern coming up. If you've got to write it down, you've got to stop, and you probably won't do it. <laughs> so I like to say let's not make it right. anything additional in our lives. Let's just make it part and parcel of our lives. That's a good place to start. I have a lot of my, I call them God winks, or really brilliant thoughts when I'm in the shower because nothing else is trying to attract my attention. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not having to go do anything. My brain is relaxed. But I found that I have these wonderful thought a lot of them are actually actively brilliant. So I have bathroom crayons that I take in there with me and I spill all over the bathroom wall or the the, the shower wall. And then when I'm done after the <laughs> I take really hot showers, after it's cleared enough that I can see in there, I will go ahead and, and put the throw it and then wipe it all down. But that's how I kind of track some of the things that are really interesting to pay attention to this or Oh, that was really good. <laughs> I'll write that down. It works for me. Yeah, brilliant. So you found a way to uh, work with your patterns, which is amazing. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about that being a pattern. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's patting myself pattern. on the head. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of it. But, you know, I would lose. You know, you have this great thought. The wording is perfect. It's just so brilliant, which you think it is. By the time you come out of the shower, you what you know, grab a towel or not, race across to my office, it's gone. So that makes made sense to me. And nobody wants to see me run naked through the house. Seriously, nobody. <laughs> I don't even want to see it. <laughs> but I have done it. So bathtub crayons seems to be the safer bet. You've definitely found a great way to work with your patterns. So keep keep those that work, okay? We don't need to change everything, guys. If you have a pattern that works, keep it. It's only those ones that don't work that we want to um, remove or find and remove. And honestly, if you start looking at what you're doing where you're making those decisions like you did to just quit, I'm not going to do this, for whatever reasons you, you found they were, we all know we have these patterns. So what I'm hoping is that this conversation will get people to say, hey, I don't have to stick with that. You know, it's not just there because or even why I can do something about this. Exactly. That's it. So let me give you the new operating instructions. Everybody ready? 
I'll give yeah. you the old operating instructions. You'll recognize them, and then I'll give you the new operating instructions. So the old operating instructions are this. This is how you are taught to achieve your goals. Set a goal. Determine the steps to get to that goal. If you don't know those steps, find somebody who does. Find a coach, find a mentor, find a teacher. They tell you what to do. You are supposed to be able to then do it. If you can't do it, there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with your goal. Either way, start again. Nobody got that, right? Those are the old operating instructions. They are not aligned with how your brain works. So here are the new operating instructions. Set a goal. Your next step is not to determine how to get there. That is the wrong question. Your next question is, why do I not have that goal right now? What you will notice is that what comes to mind is a bunch of actions that you're either taking or not taking and should be taking, a bunch of beliefs, a bunch of behaviors. I'm not good enough. I can't do that. I'm not educated enough. I don't have time. I don't have money, blah, 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 all of those beliefs. You want to write all of those down. That is the top of the iceberg. Under the water is where your patterns lie. You're going to get my book, get the four-step repatterning technique, learn it. Apply it to each one of those actions, behaviors, beliefs. You will step out of one identity in which you act that way, believe that way, behave that way, into another identity in which you're just naturally and innately taking the steps you need to take to get to that goal. That is the way your brain is designed. You will not only achieve that goal, you will exceed that goal. And you will end up in a place and you'll go, wow, how did I get here? I didn't know I was capable of this. Okay? That is repatterning. That is the new operating instructions. I love that. So when you started this, Adele, how long did it take for you to go, well, everything I've done made sense then, but it sure as heck doesn't make sense now. I mean, clearly you were observing yourself and you were taking steps to say, Okay, that wasn't working. How do I fix this? Why do I fix this? What do I do next? How long did this take you in the beginning where you saw immediate confirmation that you were on the right path? Um, so it, let me think. Let me, let me back up to my journey. I started in the personal development industry 35 years ago. If if there was a method out there that I thought might help me to overcome my anxiety, to overcome my I'm not good enough patterns, I tried it, okay? If it was out there, I did it, and I, I invested heavily in it. Um, Fifteen years ago, I determined I must be on the wrong path. It was then that I started to wake up and I started to say, it can't be me. I have done everything I've been taught to do, and I'm still not succeeding. It's got to be something else. Fifteen years ago is when I started university. So I was, what, 40, 42 at the time. Um, I graduated five years after that. I started teaching immediately after I created the first steps. And inside of six to eight weeks, I went, this is it. I never looked back. This is it. I know exactly what we needed to do. I got 15 people in my basement. I said, come on, let's try this. I think I'm onto something. Um, 50% of those people started to get amazing results, like incredible results. They were just stepping out of one identity into another. 
And then I started teaching online, and I just I went global after that. So, so uh, guys, guys, the, the guys, thing guys, I'm trying guys. to tell you is it doesn't matter how long you feel that you've been stuck. It doesn't matter how much effort you have put into it. There is nothing wrong with you. And as soon as you know how to work the brain, you will achieve. That's amazing. I'm taking notes like a crazy person. I mean, I now that I've got the book in front of me, and I start my six weeks tomorrow, actually, because I have already scheduled time to say, okay, you're going to do this today at this time, because I do need, you know, some, I can't just do it on the fly. I really need to be scheduled. That's just how I operate. So tomorrow is the day, and I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted on how I'm doing with it. Good. Awesome. Yeah, and people who are not readers, don't worry. I have video lessons in, in what I call the Pattern Maker Hub, which is a, a learning platform, support platform. So even if you're not somebody who reads, you can get this tool. Well, and that was my next question. Where can people find you? Because we just got to the end of our – I told you, this is the fastest 60 minutes on the Internet. We're just about to the end. <laughs> Okay, so the place to go is uh, www.shiftforsteps.com. That's S-H-I-F-T, the number four, steps, T-E-P-S, dot com. And in there you'll find a free video lesson, which you can get, and then um, free copy of my book. All I ask is that people pay for shipping. Just click on either one of those two boxes, and it will take you to the right location. Yeah, but so what is there anything you want to share with the audience before I let you go? Uh, Just like I said, don't, don't, please don't think that there's anything wrong with you. There isn't. There are patterns that work. There are patterns that don't work. Either way, um, they're not logical, okay? They're just those patterns are allowing me to take these actions. These patterns are not allowing it. Just learn the tool to repattern those that don't work. And let's all of us take a deep self-forgiving breath and move away from this blame-shame environment that we've created together. That's brilliant. And listen, I am highly logical. In fact, I pride myself on it, and I think it beats me in the head every now and then. So you came along just when I needed you. Yes, if we're trying to use logic all the time and it, it goes against the grain of the pattern, the pattern's going to win anyway. So, <laughs> you know, it's designed there to try and keep you safe. Well, my patterns are about to get their butts kicked. So that <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you for being so patient. This is our second try. We almost didn't make it again today, but we're here. And it's been wonderful speaking with you. And I thank you for all of the terrific tips and the advice that you shared with our audience. And I really tell, you know, people go find her. Shift second steps.com go there so before we say goodbye i would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in itunes and honestly anywhere else you consume your business podcast you can't throw a stick on the internet without hitting us so just look for your partner in success radio and take us along on your success journey adele again thank you so much no thank you denise it's been a pleasure get your voice heard If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, 
Contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab. 